Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast, where we go deeper into the Sunday Gospels reading to help you influence the world for Jesus. I'm Father Rob Gallia. And I'm Danny Sullivan. And this podcast is presented to you by FRG Ministry. This is a powerful week. We're approaching Holy Week, a time where we uh, come to the source, um, to the the culmination of our faith. Jesus dying on the cross, cross, which is the most significant event in all of Christianity. There's nothing greater, nothing more significant than what we're about to celebrate this coming week. And it starts by the 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 telling of the story and Sunday Mass. This is the Sunday we have a, a long reading. Yeah, it's quite long, isn't it? So it's Palm Sunday, this Sunday, and I don't know how it is around the rest of the world, but in Australia we usually have a few people reading the gospel. Yes. There's the priest will read the parts usually of Jesus, and then there's the crowd joins in, there's a narrator, there's others. So it's quite a long reading, um, but quite beautiful that everyone gets to participate in it. That's right. And it's, again, it's the story, the, rec- the recollection of the crucifixion fiction, which we won't read during this Catholic Influencers podcast today because we have a lot to talk about. But this year, so on Palm Sunday this year, we're actually reading the Matthews version of the Passion of Christ. So if you want to pause us real quick, you can go read that and then come back. And so here's your pause. And we're back. <laughs> so today, what I thought we'd, we'd talk about is is the crucifixion. You know, this um, is the crucifixion in general. I want to talk a little bit about, and Danny and I will talk a little bit about the medical side of the crucifixion. And just a little warning that this is a bit brutal. This is a bit bloody. This is a bit um, not fit for children. Mm-hmm. So if you have any children by any chance listening to this, I advise that, uh, that they... Um, uh, they, they don't listen to this particular episode. And if you do get a bit queasy, uh, maybe, maybe pace yourself a little. And um, But it is the crucifixion. It is what Jesus went through. So it is worth knowing. Mm. So the passion of Christ, the crucifixion, it is usually for most Christians, especially most Catholics, a well-known story. We listen to it every year on, you know, Holy Week, on Palm Sunday, on Good Friday, like we listen to it and we hear it and we know, you know, that Jesus is our Lord and that he was crucified and we see that in hindsight. But even now when we know that he was an innocent man who had to die for us, Sometimes we still don't understand the brutality of it because obviously no one is crucified these days, which is good, and we'll find out why. Um, But, yeah, like sometimes the severeness and just the humiliation and pain and all of that that Jesus went through is lost because it's just sometimes it becomes just a story. Yes, and we've become sort of numb to the crucifixion because we see so many photos and so many images of the cross. But the cross is scandalous. It's crazy to think about the way they were they were, people were killed. Now we hear of beheadings, we hear of martyrs, we hear of people dying brutal deaths, but this was the most brutal of deaths. And we're going to talk about why this was, why, what did Jesus actually feel physically and also emotionally, and why did he, this happen? All this to set us free from our sins. So let's talk a little bit about the, the crucifixion. The crucifixion in general, okay? So the crucifixion was well, was an invention by the Persians, okay? Well before the time of Jesus. But it was perfected by the Romans, okay? So the Persians began 
um, crucifying people or the start of crucifixion uh, in 800 BC. And it continued for about a thousand years until Constantine put an end to it after we assume him becoming a Christian in about 300 AD. But the Persians started it off by impaling. So they started it off, they would kill someone slowly. They wanted the method to kill someone slowly. So they'd sharpen a piece of of wood, a long log, and run it through the person. And slamming this this sharp end into the ground. And this person was impaled and it left the person to bleed to death. And if they didn't bleed to death, they would starve to death. And sometimes stay there for, for days until they bled or died out of starvation. But they continued the, to, to perfect it and to, to perfect it in a way to inflict as much pain as possible. And this culminated eventually 800 years later with the crucifixion. Now we see the crucifix and we imagine Jesus walking with the cross, but the crucifixion had two parts. There was the stipe, which was the vertical part, which was dug into the ground and stayed there permanently. So it wasn't moved. And then there was the patibulum, which was hooked into the stipe, which is the horizontal part. And it was a heavy log, which Jesus, we know through, this, through the story of the scripture, had to carry that on his shoulder. So Jesus had to carry that patibulum and it was in front of the crowd. It was humiliating and shameful. But Josephus, a historian, said that it was the most wretched of deaths this crucifixion that people went through. And Cicero said that the Roman rule shouldn't even consider it because it was too horrific, like it was too... Brutal. It was just crazy, yes. And so the only time he says that they should consider it uh, or even speak of it was maybe for foreigners, but Mm. never even considered for its own people. Too brutal, too, too cruel. Deuteronomy, and it talks about cursed is anyone who's hung on a tree. So for Jesus, really, they couldn't get any worse, couldn't get any dark than that. But you see, Jesus wasn't the only people, person crucified. You know, crucifixion was really, really common, okay? In fact, there's a, um, a guy called Spartacus, and on the day he died, there were 6,000 people crucified. So he was a leader. And as a celebration... No, they did. They crucified 6,000 people just to mourn the death of this leader. So he's saying, look, if, if no one's going to cry for me, at least they're going to cry for, for these 6,000 people. So 6,000 people were crucified along an extremely public highway just so that they, they would mourn the day that he died. So this was, was crazy. It was a crazy way of dying, but a common way of dying. And this would draw all the worst people. So it was become it became like a, 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 a sport or something that people would do for entertainment. People would hear about there being a crucifixion, which there was week by week, but it would draw people, crazy people to come. And they would come and they would mock and they would drink. They'd bring their beers, you know, and they'd drink right in front of the person being crucified. And they place bets whether this person would become incontinent, whether they, they would cry, whether they would whine, and they would let's say the one who who guessed what was happening would win the money and and how long it would take for this person to die and that place bets and drink and that would be their lunchtime entertainment while just imagine the mother of the person who was being crucified was right there and this was the case of Jesus there was his mother right there and as this man was was crucified he was crucified in the most sensitive nerve centers of the body Nails went through the hands, and it wasn't the hands where the fingers are. Very often we 
think of the, the, it being the palm of the hand, but it wasn't actually the palm of the hand. It was on the wrist. If you feel between where your hand meets your wrist at that point, there's, there's like, a, like a tendon. And that's really sensitive. If you press it, that's so painful. And the reason why they crucified people there was because it was sensitive, yes, but also because if you put a nail through the hand, it would rip the hand. Okay, so they didn't have the strength. The hand didn't have the strength to hold a person up on the cross. And so they'd have to do it on the wrist. And so these were, this is what Jesus was crucified on his hands and on his feet. And there is, when they would nail in onto the cross, as a result, the body would slouch on the cross and the lungs would lose oxygen and they would pass in and out of, of consciousness. Sometimes women too were crucified. This wasn't very common, but sometimes the, the women were crucified, but facing, facing the actual cross, not facing the people. And, but when we think again of the crucifixion, um, we think of Jesus being high up. But again, part of the brutality was not that they, that they were only as high as the people standing by. So everyone could look at them in the eye and make fun of them. And he would breathe and move his arms. And so Jesus was crucified, any person was crucified, and they were in their hands and uh, in, in their feet. And in order to breathe, because they were slouched with the pain, they would have to twist their arms up and push against the nail to be able to fill their lungs with oxygen. And the Romans knew this. And in order to breathe, they had to twist and turn the nail on the hand, and each time causing excruciating pain. And sometimes people would just give up. They'd want oxygen out of their bodies. And so you think like they'd try and stop breathing or they'd try and suffocate themselves. But there was a chair there. There was a piece of wood there that served as a chair that wouldn't allow them to give up, wouldn't allow them to give in, that they had to keep doing this. And again, this pain was relentless. It was just so painful. And the only repose they had was when those few seconds that they would go out of consciousness. And this was, would go on sometimes for as long as nine days. And they, people would die of dehydration, starvation, delirium, and until they went raving mad. And so this is the, while they were dripping blood and sweat and tears and urine and feces and all there right in front of people who are gambling and betting and making fun of them. They were totally dehumanized. But then the bodies were very often left on the cross. They were just left disregarded because there were so many sites, so many places where people were crucified and that they just were left there for weeks. And, and there are stories of uh, people wrote about that dogs would some, sometimes come home with pieces of, of, with body parts, you know, like a leg or, or an arm, which they got from a cross. This is just a horrible, like even thinking about this and hearing you speak about it, Father Rob, like I feel queasy just knowing what people went through and what Jesus went through on the cross. But we know from the story of the passion that Jesus didn't just go to the cross and be crucified there. He had to walk to it. And before that he was scourged. And before that he was sweating blood in the garden of Gethsemane. Like he had to go through so much before he even got to this excruciating way to die. And I think that that's the part that really shocks me is that he didn't, you know, he didn't last nine days. 
because he was so weak by the time he got there from yeah. everything he went through beforehand. And it's not because he was weak, it's because he went through two death sentences. Mm. So the first one was the scourging. And to think about this as well, the scourging didn't just happen out of nowhere. He it was in Gethsemane and he's sweating blood. Now that is a real medical condition. Sometimes under extreme stress, people sweat blood. But what happens is when you sweat blood, your pores open so wide that the, it starts bleeding. And once the, the bleeding begins, your body becomes extremely sensitive, so sensitive that for, for weeks you cannot touch your skin. But Jesus then, after sweating blood, is arrested, he's, he's beaten, and he's put the crown of thorns, but he's scourged at the pillar. So, But you see, what they did was they tied his hands, and they put his hands up, and, and they tied it against a, a pillar. And then what they would have done is they would have got a, a flagellum, and, and which was basically a piece of wood with leather ropes, leather, leather strings, and each, on the end of each one there was tied either a rock, rocks on each one, or a bone, or, or an animal tooth. And what happened was that they would be two people, one whipping one and one whipping the other side, and their, their legs and their buttocks and their neck and their back all whipped with this, but this would penetrate the skin. The bone would go into the skin and rip the flesh out which was absolutely crazy. And sometimes people would die because it would grab onto a rib or it would grab onto an internal organ and rip that out and they would die. So Jesus, again, he was, his appearance was marred beyond human likeness. Isaiah 52, 14. And yet his mother was there, you know, and I, they say that if his mother didn't see this happen, she mightn't even have recognized him because he was just so beaten so badly, but he was still alive. So they continued with the second part, and that was to crucify him as he bleeds profusely. And then he's continuously beaten um, and his body's under the shock. And he, he's already, in, in the, when he's walking up to the crucifixion, his body is already in the process of death. And then he's given the crown of thorns and the crown of thorns is pushed in. Now, I know this is brutal. This is crazy. But just think about this, you know, sensitive, broken, and he's walking the Via Dolorosa. And as he's walking this, all of a sudden he falls. He falls not once, but three times. And that in itself is enough to kill him. And the medical journal says that with the weight of the bar, his chest, on his chest, when he hit the ground, that would have been more than enough to kill him. And it would have, it would be, have been like a head-on collision. And so at that point, again, medical experts say that he got a deep chest contusion. So Simon of Cyrene was called to help him, to help him um, carry the cross. Then he was laid face up and then the nails driven. And that is when the crucifixion began. began. But then he's lifted up and, and, and slammed down. So the stipe and the patibulum, patibulum is placed on the stipe and there's a big boom, a bang, and the whole body shakes. And again, he's there um, crying out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see, because at that moment, God the Father, the first member of the Trinity, turned his back on God the Son, the second person of the Trinity, at that moment when he was feel, felt abandoned by God, that would have been more painful for him than the actual physical pain. Because you see, that moment he became sin so that we could be 
free. God made him, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, God made him who knew no sin to become sin. But Jesus, even then, in this excruciating physical pain and spiritual pain, this abandonment from God, his father, still had the heart to say, forgive them for they know not what they do. I can't even believe that we have a God that would go through that for us. And in that moment, he still thought of everyone, like he loved those that were persecuting him, that were killing him. That's right. And it's, it is at this moment when he cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That is the moment when his prayer, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. That's when the prayer is answered. And when he cries out and then tetelestai, it is finished. And that is the triumphant cry because everything has been won for us. But let's think about how he actually died medically. So this, at this point, he's, he's pushing up, trying to breathe, and, and he's part, maybe passing in and out of consciousness, and he's, he's exhausted, he's broken, and he's in excruciating pain. But as he's doing this, as he's lifting up, as he's straining, as there's all this tension and this shock in the body, the lungs and the heart are filled with water. There's a, a huge water retention. Then he cries out in, in, in pain. And medical, again, experts say that he cried out in pain because at that moment, the water retention that was brought about imploded his heart. So basically, his heart um, was crushed. And, and that's what happened. You see, his, he, physically, not only spiritually, but, but also his physical heart was crushed. And as his heart imploded, there was water that filled his whole body. And that's why when they pierced his side, not only blood came out, but also water. And so this, for those medical people out there, this is the, they say the medical condition that he died is um, pulmonary oedema, and the, which is the, an, an implosion of the heart. So Jesus did go through this immense physical suffering and spiritual suffering, but it wasn't for no reason. It was, you know, mm. powerful and there is power in the cross in the name of Jesus. And that's why there's no sin that's too great for us because Jesus went through that to defeat death for us. Yes. And it is this death, this, uh, this pain, this separation from God, this implosion of the heart, this breaking of the heart that allows us to have the freedom that Christ has called us to. And we need to understand that there's no sin too great. There's no uh, pain. There's no, 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 nothing we can do that can separate us from the love of God. See, Jesus paid too much of a big price for us to feel that we're not worthy enough. The reality is we aren't worthy, but it's not about our worthiness. It's about what Jesus has done for us. He died so that we could live. He suffered so that we could live life to the full. Then he was placed in a tomb, but we know, we know that the story doesn't end there. 